like a fart in a jam pot. Or there you compare them to a fart in a jam pot. What does that mean? <laughs> I probably didn't say that right. Is that Gaelic? Welsh. Oh. And so uh, the expression is? <laughs> like a fart in a jam pot. <laughs> I'm not saying that right. Anyways, it's funny. Back to Party Pooper Podcast with Phil and Alethea. <laughs> I was think? hoping you would have jumped in. You know how much I hate saying your name? My name. Well, it sounds so weird to me. So uh, in the future, I'll try and do better. I'll say I'll say your name, you say my name. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, for anyone out there that is planning on starting their own podcast, um, music licensing can be kind of a tricky subject Hang to go on. through. Whoa, 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 whoa. Roll it back. Sorry, am I pooping on the... I thought you were going to say what the podcast is about first. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we're going to be professionals, we should probably explain. Right. Okay, so this podcast, you explained it last time, so... Let me give it a shot. Okay. Basically, um, an eccentric couple from Canada discuss <laughs> things while the one of the people tries to shed light on really important topics that people should know. That would be me. <laughs> while the other one... Also, I'll correct the eccentric couple and we'll put, as you like to always say... Mm-hmm. The very average guy who has very average weight, very average height, mm-hmm. very average everything. It's true. My The special thing about me is that I have the average shoe size, average height, average weight, average... I'm pretty average in most of the physical dimensions of the human North American form. Um, but, but you literally say when anything ever happens, anything ever happens, like either an activity that you do or whatever, your answer is always like something and then it'll be followed up by, you know, about average. <laughs> <laughs> always. So. You take great pride in it. So this is what the podcast is about. It's about us discussing the things and trying to bring some comedic relief to those serious things. All the things. Um, got a side of veganism thrown in. So if that's not your jam, I hope to bring you over to the green side. Are you saying that it wouldn't be their jam because their jam would be made of meat? Meat jam? Yeah, it'd be uh, the cow fart in the jam. Um, that, I just grossed myself out. Fun fact, most of the greenhouse gases emitted from cows are burps, not farts. Huh. Yeah. Well, they chew with their mouth. 
open. Well, it's, yeah, but it's so because a lot of, of air the, must be getting in there because of the digestive method, the multiple stomachs and all that stuff. Turns out that uh, after measuring it, even though cow farts with methane and everything are a significant contributor, um, there's actually more gases emitted from the mouth than from the butt that are uh, bad for the environment. So it's actually like people like to joke about cow farts, but it's actually cow burps plus farts. Yeah. Huh, so the South Park episode about that got it wrong. About how they were all farting, they were all comfortable, like that it ended up oh, destroying well, them. Probably <laughs> the science wasn't out at that point yet. Hmm. I wonder if hippopotamuses, hippopotami, hippopotamuses have uh, like a lot of, like an elevated count of burping because they must take in a lot of water and air, right? Just, be, just because a hippopotamus looks bloated no. AF doesn't mean that they're <laughs> no, full of gas. No, it's just like when we drink with straws, right? Mm-hmm. A person that drinks mm-hmm. with straws will have a tendency to take in a lot of air. Are you thinking of an elephant? No, hippopotamuses. A hippopotamus doesn't drink with a straw? Well, neither does an elephant. Yeah, I just I'm, I meant, like, are you talking about its trunk? Yeah, I don't know. Is that what you meant? No, and they have mouths also, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, I meant that when we drink with straws, it can give us a lot of extra air and ouch and like gas and stuff like that. So, because you take in a lot of extra air, right? That can mess with your digestive system too. Mm -hmm. So, I was just thinking, well, animals that have a tendency to have their mouth open a lot while they're eating or constantly like drinking, like they're. It doesn't seem like. So I you're don't telling know. me that you've Whatever. been watching. I'm, I, I've been. You've been watching hippopotamus eat, and you're concerned that they're eating with their mouth open. I'm sure. Forget it. I'm sure. It's, I don't good. even know that maybe maybe they do close their mouths completely. I have no idea. This could just been like a snapshot that I saw at some point on some show and had it in my head. Well, um, it's same thing with cows. It's good that you're concerned. Maybe giraffes too, but they've got a really long windpipe. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They all seem to be doing okay, so I wouldn't, more, I wouldn't stress about I it too much. I took you completely off topic. So should I talk about music licensing? or Sure, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I just, it, it, it uh, took a lot of research, and I had to contact customer support and go back and forth, and it's not super clear all the time. Some websites that sell uh, rights to music clips and stuff or whatever are pretty clear about what uses you can use them for. And just podcast is kind of a weird gray area. And so mm-hmm. it was a little bit confusing. So I found out that our theme song that comes from audiojungle.net, that we are not sponsored by them. Um, a lot of the songs that you would find appropriate to have as a podcast theme song are in the music category. And the music standard license turns out to be okay. So... It's good for one year or 10,000 downloads. And then after that, you need to renew it or upgrade it. Um, But it's okay to use it for that one use, like for the single podcast over multiple episodes with a music standard license, which freaked me out because I had like a mini heart attack the other day when I I was thinking to myself, oh, like, because I saw this article about where to find music for a podcast and whatever. And then I saw a reference to audio jungle and I'm like, Oh my God, was I supposed to buy a music license for every episode? Like, does this not cover us? 
for the all the episodes and I'm going to have to go back and edit god forbid editing all the podcasts and like take them down and re-upload them and what have I done you know so after a panic induced research fest plus emails to customer support and all kinds of stuff I figured it out and it turns out we're good but I was freaked out for a second so oh boy yeah so yeah you're usually such a calm person I know all your emotions in check Actually, that um, that brings me to uh, a good tangent because this episode is our month-end episode where we're going to talk about our personal challenges that we made last month and what our new ones are going to be, talk about our charity pick for the month and stuff like that. And speaking about stress and being wound up and all that stuff, I've had you know, I'm still struggling with. That's not nice. Still struggling with being stressed out and having more anxiety than normal. I'm seeing a counselor, but you know, I just, it really upsets me when I see people breaking the rules. I know. I can't get my head around it. And they've they've been doing construction next door. It's been really noisy. And every day I'm looking out that front window and I'm seeing people parked in front of fire hydrants. People parked in no parking zones. People breathing, people talking, people having thoughts. Yeah. and Very disturbing. Yeah, and I told uh, one, of, one of my coworkers about it, whatever, and they, and they were like, oh, it doesn't matter, or whatever, like, why are you upset? And I was like, I don't know why I'm upset, but, like, I'm, I am upset, and mm-hmm. I don't, I wish I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, talking about it out loud and, you know, saying that it doesn't matter. It still doesn't remove those feelings. I'm still working on that. So part of that is I'm going to integrate that into my challenge this month. Okay. So, but before I do that, I just want to cover what the challenges we uh, made for last month. I'm just going to put in a little, I don't know if it's a disclaimer, but I will put in whatever Uh this is. Uh Um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't making fun, poking fun at your stress. I was just doing that as that's my, like, we have different reactions to stress, right? Oh, I, I didn't actually feel insulted Okay, or I wasn't trying to be insulting. It was just like that was my just poking fun at it because it has been super stressed. So not mm. poking fun at you, but poking fun at the fact that both of us have been sure just alternating one person trying to be reasonable and talk to the other person to <laughs> be reasonable. It's like this fucking lunatic merry-go-round that we're on. Yeah. Yeah, it can be can be pretty brutal. Yeah. And it's hard it's hard to find those moments where neither of us is stressed at any given time. Right. So. That's why it's also very good to I mean it's good to like confront it and everything, but it's very important to have moments that you can just be silly and laugh. Mm. So you even just that you met it with a mm. Well, like a like I'm just, gonna make a, like a T-shirt with Phil, and you're like hands like that, like and it's an X. Just, I, I don't know how I feel about no. being silly and laughing. I mean, I'm not really sure what that involves because if it involves tickling, I'm I'm not. Whoa, where are we going? <laughs> I just have you watched that thing on Netflix? What is it about tickling? The di- the, the documentary. No, the, I don't want to see that. I I don't like tickling either. But you're it makes me uncomfortable thinking well, about it. Well, you're super dangerous when you because t- you have no control over your body. Your your tickles are like full body, um, full body sneezes in, squared because yeah. you full body sneeze as well. In, involuntary 
seizure, I guess, of tickling. Well, yeah, it's not a seizure. But Voluntary uh, movement. You're very free. You're yeah. very <laughs> uninhibited <laughs> and liberated. I can't help it. Like, uh, you know, if I get tickled, that's it. Like, my body takes but a mind of its own, starts kicking. And that's interesting because your anger is the same way. Like there's, I, there's I start no, moving around when I'm no, angry. No, could you imagine? You look like one of those things outside the car dealership. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that would be terrifying. That's my spirit animal. Um, Excuse me, yeah, you're right. Uh, what are they called? Just the, uh, yeah, the air people. Inflatable men? Yeah, Inflatable. I don't know. I don't know. That's definitely my spirit animal. Except in like an angry way. Oh, yeah. Not in a fun, Absolutely. silly way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... You want to go over your challenge from last month? Do you remember what it is? I think I said something about, was it, oh my God, was it like working out like weights or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't been doing that. I, the whole, the whole, I told you that the whole, um, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> well, I just, uh, I thought it was funny how you were like, yeah, I haven't been doing that. No. <laughs> well, we're being honest here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest, too. I failed at mine. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I like the idea of a challenge, and I have a tendency to like <laughs> sign up for a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I, I get so overwhelmed with it, I just don't do it. Or I'll miss a day, and then I'm like, fuck What's the point? Like, I can't even, it's the beginning and I can't even do it every day or whatever, you know? And, and okay. that's really dumb. And then I keep doing that, though, instead of, like, only taking one thing at a time. So, yeah. Plus, nothing really holds me accountable, right? And then I realize I don't check in with you either. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't run down to see if you're working out downstairs. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one thing is the walks. For sure, I can, I hold, try to hold you accountable for that. Yeah. Yeah, we just <clears> went on a walk. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, on normal schedule wise, we have been sticking pretty good to sleeping and, uh, what was the, oh, the no, no oil one. Yeah. So that was our, um, our collective challenge together and that yeah. worked really well because we physically took the oil bottles right. and we put them away in a cupboard that we don't Yeah. No, thanks at. to you. Cause I absolutely didn't want to do that. I was so anti hiding the bottles to me. That felt like, like that's so weak that you can't even have the bottles out. Like you should have to see it and make that active decision. I'm not going to use it. Yeah, I'm totally against the willpower thing. I think you just cut the willpower <laughs> no, out that, completely and just remove. It helps you unlearn the behavior that you have by, you know, because, like, you have to confront that every every time. I guess. I just, you know, I just, I needed it out yeah, of sight, out I of know. mind. I got that afterwards, and then very begrudgingly, I was like, okay, I'll put, put them away, which is silly because there's, it's not like... Well, for example, we bought chips yesterday. Yeah. And they're almost all gone now. That's, see, I mean, well, that's what I'm talking about. to be fair, they are very small bags. If we know they're in the house, right? Yeah. So, But I think it went really well. I was uh, personally worried about um, cooking potatoes, uh, baking potatoes in the oven. Because uh -huh. I, I, I like to eat a lot of potatoes. And I thought that um, baking potatoes in the oven, whoa, 
Um, Alethea is chastising Memphis for scratching. But uh, anyway, if you're cooking potatoes in the oven, um, I was worried that they would get dry and that they, you know, they wouldn't be good because there wouldn't be any. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was worried that they would get dry and they wouldn't have, uh, you know, that crispiness that, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I thought they would just be like husks of their former selves or whatever. But yeah. it, wor- it actually worked out fine. I didn't really have too many difficulties. I didn't have to modify things too much. And we tried the whole cooking in the pan with uh, a little bit of water. Yeah, that's And fine. that ended up being okay. Yeah, there's just, there's just a few things that I really... Um, it's hard for me to get when I'm doing uh, like coated tofu to not have any oil at all. It just kind of sucks. And for certain things like trying to roast beets and get the texture that I want, same thing, you know? So I don't mind, like, I'm not heavy handed with the oil anyways. So, like, I would throw potatoes in there all the time without oil and just with spices. Mm hmm. Like, I wouldn't have thought oh, it would have made that much of a difference. We've got to up our uh, salad dressing game because it's, oh. you know, balsamic vinaigrette is very easy to make. And yeah. non-oil-based salad dressings are just out of my wheelhouse, and I just need to yeah. educate myself more. But I say that went really well, and I would challenge everybody else to try doing an oil-free oil-free month at home. And uh, actually, we're, we're in a good place because I got the... Uh, Kate Flowers Sauce Queen book, mm-hmm. and it's got lots of oil-free recipes mm-hmm. for dressings, and there's even nut-free ones, right? Well, you can most of the times you can substitute nuts for seeds, anyways. But um, yeah, they're good. Like she's got even like like a Cool Whip kind of tasting one to put with fruit, and I did one for General Tso the other night. It was really good. Cool. And it's all in one place, which I like, but I like her other cookbook as well. She's got, uh, yeah, she's got some pretty good stuff. Super healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. have a, an entire cookbook dedicated to sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so my challenge was to work out before playing video games on any, on any given day. And it, I, I started off doing that, um, but then it quickly degraded and I didn't do it anymore. And my problem was I... I felt like I ran out of time. Like there was times where I knew I only had like two hours and I wanted to relax and stuff. And I just figured like, oh, there's, there's just not enough time. I'm just not going to do it. Or I would just avoid playing video games so I wouldn't have to work out. Um, oh. You know, because that was technically a loophole, right? So Does that have anything to do with the three days that you didn't go downstairs because you didn't want to play video games? Yeah, partly. I mean, I just... You know, I wanted to stay upstairs and and part of that was I didn't really feel like I had enough time because like the way the games are nowadays, a, a lot of video games don't have pause. Mm, that's um, weird. Yeah, because... So, well, like, what do long gamers play, uh, do? They wear diapers? Well, no, I just mean, like, um, like, a lot of games are online now. Yeah. And so you can't pre- just press pause at any given moment. Like you have to finish your mission or fin- wrap up whatever it is you're doing or get back to the main place. Like you can take a break and go, but you have to like get back to a like where like the main area first before you or like a safe place first before you go off and leave hmm. or whatever, you know? Okay. So it's just not like it's not as convenient sometimes. 
That just sounds very like the game is controlling you because you don't have the freedom to stop whenever you want. Uh, well, I mean, you. I, at the end of the day, you got to remember it's just a game. So even if your character is in the middle of a mission and you're going to lose all your progress and whatever, you could still just turn it off and leave. Like it's not the end of the world. Like yeah, it is just. But a how game. many people actually do that? Sure, but I mean, at the same time, like I've been playing a lot of Destiny Two, and most of the missions are less than 15 or 20 minutes max okay. right so it's not like yeah. you know yes. not like it's uh, super crazy or whatever so and and on, and then you have to like uh boot up the game log into the server and there's like a lot of loading times and whatever and so it's like if you don't have a ton of time it's just the motivation to go on there and play for half an hour just isn't there because it's going to take like 15 minutes just to get all set up and whatever you know so that's why I just wasn't bothering. But anyway, it didn't go very well. There were several times where I did work out before playing games, and then the rest of the time I just either played with and totally ignored my challenge and just didn't work out and play video games anyways. And there was, like you said, there was no accountability, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just got lazy, and it was bad. So Yeah. But now, finally, on to the next month. We got a fresh start. We're not going to beat ourselves up about our failures. Not nope. <laughs> um, and thinking about being stressed and um, and like my I don't know cortisol and all that stuff and heart rate and whatever. I I know for sure I'm addicted to caffeine, and so I'm gonna go caffeine free for an entire month. So the coffee that I brewed this morning that's the last of our coffee. And no, it, I'm I'm intending on. <laughs> I'm intending on getting some uh, decaf coffee yeah. so that I can still make coffee and enjoy having a cup of coffee, but without the caffeine. And I'm just going to try and wean myself off without having to buy any more coffee, which but is going to be gonna tough. you're going to wean yourself off? That sounds like not weaning. That sounds like cold turkey. No. Well, uh, so I made a pot today. I've got leftover coffee right now, and I'm going to use that leftover coffee tomorrow. Yeah. And then maybe the next day, just to have a cup in the morning to get me through. And then maybe I'll have like a black tea or something. You should actually look into trying some matcha. Yeah. Well, like I, I know you're not a big fan of the taste, but some are better than others. I don't, I don't like matcha at all. And I've tried it several times before. It's just not really my jam. But mm, Green tea. But I, I want to go caffeine free completely. And I, I don't oh, enjoy okay. green tea at all either. Mm. I know green tea is super healthy for you, but I just I just hate it. Like it's just super gross to me. Wow, but in a can't. latte, it's so good. Like a, a good green tea with jasmine. I don't really like. I don't like jasmine oh, and so lattes and all this stuff. Oh so, boy, yeah. Unfortunately, sorry, I just got to poop on all that stuff. Yeah. I just it's, it's not my it's not my jam. So <laughs> your jam. So yeah, I'm gonna go decaf coffee. Um, oh water. well, then you should know that I I do have coffee though here in the house. So that's not mushroom coffee. No, it is mushroom coffee. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, oh. we'll see. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> see how desperate <laughs> I get. All right, and uh, for our... Oh, should I tell mine? Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I'm just throwing in there the whole practicing driving thing because I guess hopefully, maybe, hopefully that one we'll be able to stick to. I say we because obviously... You're coming with if I'm going practicing driving. But so Alicia knows how to drive. Yeah, I do know how to drive. It's just been 
It's just been a really long time. It's been a really long time that I haven't driven. Yeah. Like many, many, many years. But during the many, many, many years, there were like moments in time that I drove, but not a a ton. Like when I first started dating Phil, I would uh, rent a car sometimes when when we were going somewhere and I had to bring Memphis to a little doggy daycare or whatever. But, um, and I drove a couple of times to go visit my mom in Ottawa, and we drove to Newfoundland, but Phil maintains he drove the most. So once he got his license completely, then it kind of became just Phil was driving. Plus, I was totally fine with doing public transportation and everything. Like, that's how I was living anyways. So mm-hmm. um, I'd never, ever used the car, really, to get to work. There's always been walking, the bus, the subway, whatever, the train. But anyway... So what's your challenge exactly? To try to drive as much as possible in a week. So if I have to say a minimum, I would say three times. And they're little little jaunts, but just to get me back into it. Like, so if we're if we're going driving somewhere, right. the primary thing should be that you're driving us there. Yeah, unless it's some place that you're like, nah, she's not, not ready, ready for this okay. yet. <laughs> All right. It's super weird because I used to love driving before, so it's just kind of frustrating that I lost that and then I just didn't come back. Well, hopefully with all this practice, you'll get comfortable again and you'll Mm. get that freedom back. We'll see. We'll give an update in a month. In the meantime, our, uh, I don't want to say our couple challenge, but like our together challenge is going to be eating dinner at the dinner table. Yeah, you did put in a caveat before, though, when you were telling me when we're together, when we're eating together. So does that mean... No, I just mean like if I'm on night shift and I'm working from 3 p.m. onwards, I'm not going to be here for dinner. Right. Right. So... But what about like when you're having your dinner at lunchtime because you're going to work? No. I, I No, I just mean like the evening meal, when we're together for an evening meal. We're going to sit because I, I get confused when everybody says like dinner and supper. Yeah. Dinner and supper are the same thing to me. I, I, know, I know they're not the same, but like. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if there's a right answer for that. For me, dinner, I always felt like dinner was lunch uh-huh. and supper was supper. I don't know when I just, I, I, I know I must be wrong, but like growing up to me, it was breakfast, brunch, lunch. Uh, and then dinner slash supper were the exact same thing. And I'm not saying that I had breakfast and brunch mm-hmm. and lunch every day. I just mm-hmm. mean that just for the sake of maybe, totality, I'm just including all of them. Maybe dinner is like tea. Like it's after lunch, but it's before supper. I, I, I really don't want to get in the weeds on this, oh. but just for the... Oh. I know we're not going to agree, and I know that I'm wrong. I've triggered so. him. I've triggered the uh, beast. So, yeah, for the evening meal, the evening main meal, which is called dinner, um, that, that meal when we're eating together, we're going to eat at the dinner table instead of sitting on the couch in front of the TV. Yeah. And we're totally. not going to have the TV on. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. It would be weird to sit here and watch, I think. like yeah, I'm just throwing it out there just to make sure that it's part of the pack. I have absolutely no problem with that. I cool. don't watch the TV while I'm Excellent. So that's what we're going to do. It's going to be good. It's going to mean that we'll hopefully eat slower. In my case, we'll pay more attention to our food. Mm -hmm. We'll socialize more. With who? With each other. Oh. And (laughs) 
Yeah, it'll be good. Does that involve, when you say socializing, do you mean like uh, we can talk about just anything? No, we're going to talk about the podcast only. And and I can ask questions. You can try. <laughs> so oh that's boy. so that's what we're doing. So if you want, join us at home for the month of September or invent your own challenges and let us know what you guys are doing. And that's it. So um, this is episode 12. And I just wanted to give an update. So out of... Uh, the 11 episodes before, we've gotten 217 downloads, mm-hmm. which isn't a ton. Mm-hmm. And that's not including... Would you say it's average? No, it's below average, actually. The average number of downloads per episode of all podcasts is 50 per episode. Oh. And we're only about like... We do have 50 on episode one, Poopsicles. <laughs> But uh, on all the podcasts after that, it's, it's hovered somewhere in the 20s. So we're like half of average right now. So we're getting there. Oh, boy. Um, but also, I thought it was cool that um, we can see the location. So I just wanted to mention some new places that have heard the episode. So if you're listening right now, hello. I didn't uh, research how to say hello in all the languages, but I assume if you're listening to an English language podcast that I don't need to, but... Uh, so we had a uh, someone listen from Algeria. Wow. Uh, Turkey. Mm. Uh, Belgium. Mm-hmm. And all the other ones I've already mentioned. Cool. Before, most of our downloads, um, I guess, pretty obvious, come from Canada, then United States, France, Germany, Mexico, and Switzerland. Nice. So yeah, I just want to say hi to Belgium, <clears throat> Turkey, Algeria, and of course. The most downloads of any one city is still Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. It's and so those Cal- Calgarians still haven't emailed me to tell me, like, who you are, how who you found our it? episode. We don't know anyone over there that's listening. So I'm just curious. So hi from uh, BC. Hello, Calgary. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, send us an email at partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, just give us a shout. And speaking of, we got our first listener question. Cool. So a uh, listener wrote in asking about the financial stuff. And it's a question about whether to pay down your mortgage first or invest. And so that question I know is not going to be everybody's cup of tea or a cup of coffee. You're like me. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm going to answer it at the end, the very, very, very end of the po- uh, podcast episode. That way, if you don't want to listen to me talk about that, then you can just uh, end, end the podcast. Like when I, I'll give you the warning, I'll give you the signal, and then you can dip. Um, so, anyway, next business, I didn't, I like we got so off track at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> We didn't say what we were drinking. So, oh, I'm working tonight. Normally, I always have a beer, but um, since I'm working tonight, I just have a Phillips Spitfire ginger ale. I'll post a picture of the root beer and the ginger ale on our Instagram. Mm, yeah, I'm having the root beer. Today is my Friday. I'm really excited. Just got to go in tonight, and then that's it. It's weekend time. Nice. What do you got? What do I got? Yeah. For our August wrap up. 
No, I mean, what are you drinking? Because you were describing oh, it before. I was saying, I was saying um, that I'm also drinking root beer. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to remember the name of the, I don't remember the name of the brand. Oh, okay. But the drink is, it's a, it's called Deep Space. Okay. Deep Space Root Beer. No, that's Deep Space. I'm having the Phillips Root Beer oh, okay. added to the Deep Space. Oh, drink. you mixed them together. Yes, Understood. because the Deep Space drink is a... Uh, Enlightened soda. Does it have weed in it? Is yeah. that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, um, So does it have THC or CBD or both? Yeah, it's got both. Okay. And it was pretty strong tasting. So, oh. I, so you mixed it with root beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just tasted a little, I don't want to say medicinally. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the hint I was getting. Like a Ricola? Yeah, kind of like that. Like... Like the brown ones. Oh, okay. So just, I don't know. I like that taste, but I'm not sure I would like it in a drink. It's too much, yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, yeah, but the blend is really good, and pardon me because I keep feeling like I'm going to burp, and okay. I'm trying not to destroy the ozone layer, so. Oh, I think you're okay. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about this month's charity pick? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Um, so. Basically, uh, well, and also we should do like the August wrap up. I was thinking. Okay. But we'll do the good stuff first. Okay. Like the charity. The charity. Yeah. So the charity for uh, September is going to be the BCSPCA. They've been dealing with a lot of, um, I guess, uh, like extra animals that are in need of assistance, you know, because they were injured or they're. They don't have anywhere to go um, because I think a lot of places were affected by the fires in the Okanagan. So their shelters were getting like really full and stuff. And yeah, and it's like local as well. So that's it. That's going to be our charity. Yeah, if you are a BC resident, they're doing their half-half lottery right now. It's almost sold out, Um, but it's huge. It's the biggest half-half lottery I've ever seen ever. It's up to $600,000, and then I guess the winnings could be half of that. Yeah, and it's going until uh, September, isn't it? They're announcing like the winner October 26th, but the tickets are going to be sold out very soon. So yeah. there's only one category of tickets left, and it's one ticket for 15 bucks, and that's going to be sold out pretty quick. So if yeah. you are interested, uh, this episode is only being released uh, the first Friday of September, but I did post this on our Instagram, so hopefully people see it on the Instagram. Good. Because um, otherwise, by Friday, September 4th, which is the day that you guys are all listening to this, it's probably going to be sold out already. Yeah, yeah. But fortunately, I believe they do it twice a year. So keep your eyes open, sign up for their newsletter, and who knows. Anyway, I believe it's open for BC residents only, so don't get disappointed if you go. But either way, you can still donate to uh, uh, the SPCA in your area or... You can send me your money, and I'll buy uh, BC lottery tickets on, on your behalf. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I'm psyched about that. That's a good. That's good. We have an SBCA just up the street yeah. from here that we've yeah. visited, and uh, they're all super, super nice people. Yeah. Um. So, did you want to talk about uh, our suggestions, our recommendations? Yeah. Well, I was just going to kind of ask you, like. 
um, you know, like talk about stuff that we've been using to kind of get through August. <laughs> using? Like beer? No. Well, I meant like using as entertainment oh. or ways to just deal with the fact that we can't really go very far or I thought you were we going to talk to anybody. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention my moisturizer. Oh, well that could be also for you. That's I seasonal. <laughs> I mean, I just got my shout out to Parkdale butter. I just got my cream. I'm super excited to try it. Um, and you started using moisturizer for the first time, I think. First time in my life. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. I mean, I, I thought about it because with all this hand cleaning, hand, hand washing and hand sanitizer and stuff, I noticed my hands were getting really dry. Yeah. So I bought some uh, Everyone brand uh, lotion and I thought, oh, cool. It says, you know, like body, face, whatever on it. Mm-hmm. And then Alethea's like, no, don't use that on your face. You well, need a specific face thing. So no, I said, I, I said, you should you have to know what kind of skin you have because like I find that if I were to use one of the all in one things, it's very stripping. Right. And there's tends to be like fragrance and stuff that can be harsh on your skin. So I was just saying, you know, maybe you can use it, but mm-hmm. with all of the, even if those things are natural, it's better to start with a very basic moisturizer that doesn't have a lot of ingredients in it so that you're, you can kind of gauge what you need and how, how like sensitive your skin is. Yeah. So I did listen to her advice and then I got a face specific moisturizer also from everyone. Um, and yeah, it's, it's nice. I like it. It's quite nice. Yeah. You know, um, for everyone out there that's like me that has never used face moisturizer before. Um, the one tip that she gave me that I was doing something I was doing wrong was you don't want to be too aggressive when you're (laughs) putting uh, moisturizer in your face apparently it's bad to be just uh Tugging rubbing your skin. rubbing like crazy yeah, and it can cause like micro tears and stuff like yeah. you shouldn't do that so you want to be gentle mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> the best time to put moisturizer on your face or your body is after you take a shower yep because it will help get absorbed and like lock in that moisture so there you go yeah um but yeah, uh, about your real question, which was uh, stuff we've been listening to. Um, mostly I've still been listening to Today Explained, like all the Vox Media podcasts, uh, listening to Canada, Canada mm-hmm. Land. Uh, of course, my favorite podcast of all time, Judge John Hodgman. <laughs> um, and for Maximum Fun. And uh, recently, I, I had mentioned this before, the... Uh, headlong running from cops that miniseries mm-hmm. about the show cops so headlong it turns out has had two seasons previous to that so i haven't listened to the first one yet which is about like surviving y2k or something but the second season of that podcast uh series or whatever is called headlong missing richard simmons oh my gosh i i heard the missing richard simmons uh, podcast yeah it's so really I, good i started listening to it it's uh dan uh taberski or tabernick and uh he's good and and all of his stuff is really really great and you know they do these podcasts that are mini series so it's like you know eight eight episodes or something or whatever and i really really love the running from cops one yeah 
So I started listening to the Richard Simmons one and like what, like whatever you're thinking right now, when I said it's about Richard Simmons, Mm -hmm. whatever you're thinking, you have no idea. Like it's so much more complicated and layered than you could even imagine. First of all, yes, Richard Simmons has disappeared. So first of all, that was like, what, what do you mean Richard Simmons is missing? And then, yeah, after that, it just goes into all these layers of like who he was and talking to people that knew him. And uh, Dan actually was in Richard Simmons's exercise class, mm-hmm. even though he had all these videos and he was, uh, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaire. He was still teaching a local exercise class, yep, yep. you know, you pay 12 bucks and go in and do your stuff or whatever. And he was just a, still doing his thing, which was amazing. Um, so anyway, I just, I'll put it out there. If that sounds remotely interesting to you, then just look up headlong missing Richard Simmons and you can go check it out. It's pretty good. So. I'll have to check out that other one that you said. I didn't realize that it was the same people. So n- knowing that now and how much I loved the missing Richard Simmons one, yeah. I think I'll definitely go back and listen to the other one. Yeah. Headlong running from cops was super good. And the Y2K one, I haven't actually even uh, heard the trailer yet, but I would imagine that I would really like it. Yeah. And I, I looked up to see if uh, if Dan's done any other work other than Headlong or whatever, but I didn't really find anything specific. So I just, but whatever, I'm looking forward to whatever work he puts out and be following him. So mm-hmm. cool. What do you got? Um, well, I've been listening to some uh, of, um, oh, what is it? Canadian politics isn't boring. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. That's the name of the show. The podcast. Yeah. Uh, Canadian politics isn't boring. Isn't? Yeah. Oh, I thought it. W- no, it's Canadian politics. Now you're making me question. Canadian politics is boring. No. So no. I'm just wondering. Canadian politics. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it is. Canadian politics is boring, but it's not boring when they talk about it. Well, I mean, I I haven't heard that uh, podcast before, but I would assume that that's their whole yeah thing is that they're trying to explain it in a way that isn't mind-numbing anyways it's a very good podcast i i liked it a lot and um you conflicted about something no it's just because i was like have you like do i uh i don't know why i find this embarrassing but I've been listening to an excessive amount of Taylor Swift lately. <laughs> a lot of people find Taylor Swift to be very, you know, uplifting. I, I actually really like her music, and I came to like it l- like much later probably than a lot of people I, you don't, I know. That you like don't need it. to be embarrassed about no, that. No, but, but her latest album, I'd heard all these podcasts on, like, basically kind of like really raking it over the coals. And so oh. I was like, huh. Let me go back and and listen to this. And I started listening to it. And I must listen to it at least once, if not twice, minimum a day. Always. Did you listen to it because uh, there was a Taylor Swift song on Glow Up? No. It was before all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really because of the, of the podcast just kind of like criticizing it and whatever. And they would put, like, little snippets about it in it. So then I gave it a listen, and I remember thinking, eh, it's all right, whatever. Like, you know, it's not crazy mm-hmm. bad or anything. And But 
then I'd be doing something and I, and I would just hit whatever was lasting on my Spotify. So it would like play it. And then I was kind of like, oh, I think I actually like this song. And I was like, all right, out of the whole album, there's like one song. Anyways, and then I just kind of kept going with it. Now, like, I don't hate any of the songs and I like all of them. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's crazy. You think that's embarrassing? Our latest guilty pleasure has been watching oh. this show glow up. Yeah, that's a mutual mutual uh, guilty. God, hate it and love pleasure. it at the same time. Yeah. It's a show about like this makeup competition where there's all these makeup artists and they're on this like reality television show where they're competing against each other to, for a position to be like a top makeup artist and they're doing all this crazy stuff and there's like a lot of drama, a lot of hugging oh and crying God, and so much hugging and crying. Like I hate the Definitely. judges. I like, yeah, it does make me very angry. I would, I would go so far as to say my reaction sometimes to the hosts uh-huh. is akin to how I get when I play video games. It's like, at least it's a little, a little taste of that. Like right. It gets me very upset. Yeah. But nonetheless, we just finished watching season one, and now we're diving into season two. Yeah. We just can't stop, but that's right. I've been spending all my time <laughs> watching makeup reality television show. So Yeah. That's and funny. the moisturizer thing was before that, so don't yes. think that influenced right. my moisturizer decision. Absolutely not. I'm not going to start wearing eyeshadow and stuff, but I don't need to worry. Maybe some concealer. Oh, geez. Um, I also have really been enjoying a book because... I have to keep supplying myself with books because mm. you're still reading our book club. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should put it out there. I still haven't finished the book. Uh, basically, the last time I mentioned it on the podcast, I had three hours to go, and I effectively have done almost zero <laughs> reading since That's then. Um, I have started listening to uh, Dr. Greger's Nutrition Facts, uh, How to Survive a Pandemic, because I got the audio book. Right, because why, why finish a book that you have that somebody right. else needs to yeah. read when you can that's right. so that's my fault. <laughs> neglect it completely, like book. our audio book that we listen together. Yeah, that book. too has been lost. Yeah, we have, we have this audio book when we moved here. We did this cross-country road trip, and we listened to this audio book a lot, and we still have three hours left of audio on there and we just can't get through it's it it's essential like we got to find out what happens because we don't drive anywhere anymore but we we're gonna have to listen to it like we used to listen to night fail yeah we're just gonna have to listen to it in bed be intentional about it and just make just make it happen and yeah i want to know what happens you know what the sad part is i actually have the second book in that series like i have the, the book but i haven't been able to read it because we never finished the first one right <laughs> i've had <laughs> it the whole time right. um <laughs> Yeah, so we've got some work to do book wise, um, but, but I, I keep reading books. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm trying. I'm I'm working on it. Book club failure is my failure, okay. and I I will I will own that. Well, I started reading this book called um, "The Ocean at the End of the Lane." I also finished another book, but I was very upset with the way it ended. I was mm. very disappointed in it, and had, I'm not going to. I can't remember if I ever said what it was, but I'm not. I'm I'm not going to call it out or anything but it was it was awful. Okay. Um but I really am liking this Neil Gaiman book called Ocean at the End of the Lane. It's very 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 cool. Okay. Yeah, it's my jam. My jam. All right. But um I think possibly it's under a 
not juvenile literature, but young adults maybe or whatever. But a lot of those books that are like more fantasy kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Still very good. Yeah. And you don't have to be in that age range. I remember when I was, uh, I was about 12, I read this book called Earth by David Brin. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. It was amazing. It was about like micro black holes falling into the Earth's core and like these scientists traveling around the world trying to save the Earth. And it was a very like science heavy book, but it was really cool and was like way above my reading level. Yeah, well, that's going above. I'm saying, like, is it weird that I read? If Earth, if the book Earth sounds good to you, just keep in mind before you go searching for it that it's a very, very long book. It was like, it was one of those books, like I had it in paperback. It's one of those books that was super thick. The pages were very thin and the writing was very small. You oh know what I mean? God. Like they just, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. brick of words, you know? Yeah. So if you're looking for, uh, if you're traveling to Antarctica for some kind of science expedition, you're going to be away from society for a long time or whatever, perfect book for you is Earth by David Brin. Um, Speaking of that nutrition facts, how to survive a pandemic, recently I found out that my B12 situation is not good. And I'm not saying that I have a B12 deficiency, but I didn't properly research the science and recommendations on what to do. So for those of you that don't know, um, all humans require B12. B12 is not produced by plants or animals. It's produced by bacteria. And most people get all the B12 that they need um, in, in like the foods that they eat. But if you don't eat meat, then um, you're not going to be getting that B12 because our water's all chlorinated and filtered and all that stuff and we're not eating as much like dirt and uh, we're not being exposed to that bacteria and those microbes like we used to so if you don't eat meat then you need to be supplementing with b12 i think everybody should supplement with b12 anyway shouldn't they isn't there like you might be thinking of like vitamin d but um for b12 if you're eating meat there should be no reason why you're deficient because you're the animals that you're eating are are getting a sufficient amount of B12 and they may even supplement them in the farms and stuff, you know? Mm. So uh, if you don't eat meat, you need to be taking a B12 supplement. And specifically the recommendation is 2000 micrograms once per week or 50 micrograms per day. Jeez, the one I take is more than that. Yeah, it's okay if you take more. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be bad if you, uh, if you take too much, it's, I believe it's uh, water soluble. You'll just pee out the extra. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not like vitamin D, which is fat soluble, but even then it would take a lot of vitamin D to have adverse effects anyways. I wouldn't right. like stress about it. So the easiest way to do it is just to do that once a week, 2000 microgram supplement and B12, B12 supplements are very cheap. Um, it's not like it's a huge burden for anyone. Um, the one I'm looking at right now is $11 for 50 pills. So, so that's basically your supply for 11 bucks. So now, because I didn't catch before what you were listening to, um, I always thought that the methylcobalamin is the better way to take it mm-hmm. because it doesn't have any cyanide in it, even though the cyano, cyanocobalamin only has like a very small bit in it. It's still cyanide, and I didn't want to take so I was always avoiding that. But now I 
was reading that the cyano cyan, I can't say it cyanocobalamin mm-hmm. is uh, more easily processed by your body. Yeah, so that's where it gets confusing, right? So the two main B12 supplements that you'll find um, at the store or whatever are going to be methylcobalamin or cyanocobalamin. And the one that I have here is methylcobalamin. And we're just going to say cyano and methyl from now on. Okay, thanks. (laughs) uh, But I didn't think that there was really a big difference between the two. Um, And the thing is, I read a thing. Yeah, I read the info from nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Greger was saying that the... Um, the research on methyl isn't as extensive and it's not as shelf stable. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, they're saying, well, cyano requires an enzyme to be methylized and converted. And so you may not be getting what you're supposed to be getting. So in like less than 10% of people, you don't have, uh, that enzyme is slower acting than most and whatever. So there's a lot of like information out there and then you're like, okay, well, which one should I be taking? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And in my case, not only uh, did I just have the methyl here, but I've, I've been really bad about taking it and mm-hmm. I just always forget to take it. And then I was also thinking to myself that, oh, well, I, I eat a lot of B12 fortified foods, you know, like specifically plant-based milks mm-hmm. have B12 added to them specifically because the type of people that are eating plant-based milks usually are people that aren't eating meat and they need that additional fortification. And when you look at the daily value on those milks, you're like, oh, well, for sure I'm getting 100% of my yeah. B12 every day. Now, the problem is that the daily percentage values aren't really what we actually need. So it turns out hmm. in order to get your full B12 as a non-meat eater, you need to take whatever that daily value is of whatever. I, I looked at the, I did a case study with the milk that we have in our fridge right now. So okay. the oat milk in our fridge, if I wanted to get my full value out of it, everyone can do this at home too. You just take whatever it is that you've got and you need to get 190% of your daily value three times per day. And it needs to be spread out. Okay. So if I was going to do that, and I'll repeat that again, 190%. <laughs> Of your B12, according to the nutrition label. Three times a day. Three times per day. You need to spread them out like, I think it's like four hours in between at least or something or whatever in order to promote uh, the best absorption. So if I did that with oat milk, I would need to drink almost four liters of oat milk a day. Oh my God. And I would need to do it three times. Like I would need to spread it out throughout the day. So basically I would need to, you know, basically drink like a liter and a bit of oat milk three times a day. That's more cereal than I could possibly eat. Like, I mean, I drink a lot yeah. of oat milk, yeah, but yeah. that is still way more oat milk. oat milk. I would never have even thought that, like, even though it's fortified, I just looked at the back ones of the carton and I was like, that's not enough. Mm. So. Because they're basing it, like, I guess on the whole container. Uh, well, no, it's just because, like, the people that write up the daily percentage values aren't necessarily doing that specific to uh, individuals case needs, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know, what science are they using? Are they assuming that the person is eating a varied diet where that includes fish and meats and other stuff? Mm -hmm. Or are they, you know, it's not like they're creating the back of the label that applies specifically to vegans. You know what I mean? So 
So what are you, so what did you choose now with the methyl and the cyano? Um, so I'll get to that, but I just want to point out there are other B12 fortified foods like nutritional yeast, oh, um, that yeah. do have like quite a lot of B12 in them, but like we don't, I don't eat, I would still need to eat a lot of nutritional yeast <laughs> and I still don't eat it every day. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, um, if you're thinking at home, like that you want to get B12 from food only, it's really not safe to do that at all. Like it's, it's really difficult to, mm-hmm. to get as much as you need. And because, of the requirements to spread it out and get the volume that you need. It's just, it's really not worth it. And it's really unsafe to do that. So it's really uh, an inexpensive insurance policy um, to make sure that you're taking a supplement. Cause I, like, I know I use the oat milk and most reasonable people would say, yeah, obviously it's not going to work, but I just want to point out that it's like, it's really important. So um, if you do end up with a B12 deficiency, which can take years, mm-hmm. Because you can have enough B12 in your body and be getting enough that you may not even develop symptoms for a really long time. And you could even be, uh, I watched a video Dr. Gregor was talking about how you can even be completely asymptomatic and not be like clinically deficient, but you could be deficient enough that you're, it's actually affecting your uh, metabolism and the operation of your body without mm-hmm. having like a a clinical deficiency and having a super adverse effect. So it's, it's hard, it's hard to tell when you are deficient. Um, but when you do get to clinical deficiency, it can be devastating and includes paralysis, psychosis, blindness, and death. Wow. So this isn't anything to mess about with. Like I've started taking it very seriously. Cause I'm like, I just need to take my stupid supplement once a week. That's all I need to do to prevent psychosis and death. And I'm not doing that, and mm-hmm. I haven't been, um, I haven't been taking care of myself properly. And it's you know I I've been vegan for about six years. And it's possible that it's I mean I've been taking supplements on and off. Um, it's possible I'm not deficient, but chances are at this point I probably am deficient, um, whether I've got symptoms or not. So six years. Yeah, about six years. I, I think it's like four. No. Really? Yeah. It doesn't feel that long. Well, that's the math that I did. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Wow. Time that flies. Was. Oh. <laughs> and even before that, we, uh, we were pescatarian for a while. But, I mean, that should have been fine. But anyway, so methyl, methyl versus cyano. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that there's a lot more research on the cyano. Um, it's way more shelf stable. It's much more reliable source, but then there are points about methyl as well. So I'm not going to discount either one, but, uh, the most recent video I saw where he's, he's still recommending cyanocobalamum and cyanocobalamum. Um, and the, if you're going to be serious about being vegan, then, um, the best practices for that are to take your, 2,000 microgram once a week. The pills I specifically looked at are 2,500, which is fine. It's okay if you take more. And then after a year or two, you can go get a blood test for your B12, but there's also a specific type of test um, that you can ask for that specifically measures your your metabolism of the uh, and conversion of methylcobalamin. So it analyzes that... um, 
that transition from cyanocobalamin to methylcobalamin in your body and Mm -hmm. it can tell whether your body is metabolizing it properly or not or whatever. So that's a more specific thing that you have to ask for, but Mm -hmm. it's worthwhile to do it once yeah, just to make sure you're on track. And if you are on track, it's not necessary to keep testing yourself over time. As long as you're taking the supplement, then you're good to go. So um, for example, for me, I can get, you know, in Canada, it's fairly easy to ask your doctor for blood tests and stuff like that. I haven't had any issues asking uh, physicians for blood tests for different things that I wanted to test. And uh, I recommend other people do that too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I've got my methylcobalamin right now. I'm going to be buying some cyanocobalamin. I'm just going to take both for a while and just to use up the other ones. And then I'm going to take the purely cyano for a long, for a while. Maybe you shouldn't be using them mixed together though, right? You should. There's zero harm or issue with that. So, um, so I'm just going to do that. And then, uh, after taking cyano only for like six months, maybe I'm just going to go get the test done and get it checked out and see where I'm at for me personally and how it relates to my body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a spray. Yeah, a lot of people do, do sprays for um, vitamin D and B12. So that's also an option. I find having to do something every day is annoying, but um, but yeah, you absolutely could that, do that as well. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. There's my uh, PSA of the day. <laughs> um, it's nothing to be scared of. It's not really that big of a deal. Lots of people take supplements for all kinds of things, but... If you uh, if you're gonna be vegetarian or vegan or whatever, um, then absolutely you should be taking a B12 supplement. Mm-hmm. I just jumped on the bandwagon of very late last minute, <clears throat> I should say, of uh, taking turmeric. I figured why not? Like uh, any kind of anything, anything that can help with anti and well is anything that can help with inflammation. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. all kinds of supplements. Uh, you know, whether it's for iron or dha or omegas or whatever the only one that's absolutely necessary is b12 and um also i should note that if you're over 65 then you need to go to 1000 micrograms every day instead of 2000 once a week Mm -hmm. and there's really no other option so once you're over 65 you can't be doing the spray every day and all that stuff it would it's just not possible so you need to be taking... But the spray is 550. Oh, I... I well, in that case, <laughs> in that case, you should be doing your spray, two sprays once a week. No. Yeah, because you only need 50 micrograms once per day. So I would, ev- I would evaluate that. Huh. Or, sorry, I did my math wrong. You need four sprays once per week. Four... Uh, Pumps. Oh, why doesn't it say that on the back of the bottle, though? It just tells you to take it every day. I'm sure they love that for you to. <laughs> I mean, technically, that's only, that's almost double of what you need. It's not like it's an insane amount more. You're mm-hmm. not hurting yourself by doing that, but it's, it's more than you, definitely more than you need. So, okay. All right. You could cut it down to every other day. That would be appropriate. Yeah. I shall try to do that. Okay. What about magnesium. Um, yeah, not that's a, also important. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't know anything about that. Uh, all I know is B twelve is 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 uh, okay. mandatory. Okay. Um, maybe you could cover magnesium on the next episode. Sure. 
So uh, what's your song of the day? Um, I think I'm going to pick CSS. Let's make love and listen to death from above. Because it's a really happy song, actually. It's, like, really good for dancing. And Okay. Yeah, because I've been trying to, like, you know, obviously when not when you're upstairs, but, like, dance around a little bit to give myself a little bit extra activity. And I was even considering maybe taking, like, a class once a week. Home, obviously. Mm-hmm. A virtual mm-hmm. class for, like, dancing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My song is in the vein of trying to de-stress. It's Calm Down by, well, featuring Eminem by Busta Rhymes. It's a remix of, like, the Jump Around song. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really good. It's not a very peaceful song. It's oh. not a very calm song. It's a pretty aggressive rap song, but I, I like it. So Calm Down featuring Eminem by Busta Rhymes. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to wrap this one up. So join us next time. If you want to hear about the financial stuff, stick around. If not, then we'll see you on the next one for episode 13. (gasps) Spooky. (laughs) Okay, so don't go anywhere. Um, I got... That question. So the que- the the official question is a little bit more complicated. I pared it down just a little bit, but the gist of it is, um, if you're going to have a little bit of extra money after you do your budget and everything, um, and you've got this chunk of money at the end of the month, where do you put that money? Do you put it uh, to pay down your mortgage, or should you be investing it? Um, what what's the best option? So. I had my initial thoughts on this was that it really depends on your personal situation. I'm not a a personal finance manager or a counselor or accredited in any way, but just as a regular guy thinking about this, um, I would imagine that you would have to look at your situation and look at uh, your job stability and look at how that mortgage payment affects your life. Like if your spouse loses their job, are you going to be able to meet all of your monthly commitments and pay that mortgage every month? And if your job is such that you have income that is seasonal or that um, changes throughout the year or whatever, then yeah, you might you might value paying down your mortgage faster and maybe getting that payment out of your life so that way you have more cash flow and you can always save more aggressively later later on um so that's a possibility you also have to think about how difficult it's going to be to refinance your mortgage um, especially since the mortgage rules are changing they're becoming more strict they're trying to tighten the belt on um, how easy it is to access uh credit and mortgages because of the high debt load that canadians are holding um So you just want to keep that in mind. And definitely if you uh, got a mortgage without much equity in your home and you're definitely below 20%, then you might, you know, want to value paying down that mortgage to make sure that you have enough equity in your house. Um, So it'll be easier for you to refinance your mortgage later on and um, protect that. So, but let's say you do have a a stable job um, and you're not too worried about it. If your spouse lost their job, you know, you'd be okay paying that mortgage. 
um, but you still want to um, pay it down. I found a really good video, uh, something I totally didn't even consider, but on Ben Felix's YouTube channel, he's one of the hosts of the Rational Reminder podcast, which talks about Canadian personal finance. Um, he had a really good uh, video about that exact question, whether to pay down your mortgage or not. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Essentially, what it boils down to is if you... Ah, so we're going to talk about this in the next episode. We're going to talk about invest investing and your ratio of uh, like fixed income, aka bonds versus equities mix in your portfolio. So you might have heard a lot um, of a portfolio that's like 40% bonds and 60% stocks um, or 20% and 80% or you want to have as much bonds in your portfolio as your age. And so as you get older, you have more and more bonds versus stocks. Um, Anyway, we're going to talk about that later, but whatever that value is. So let's just say for argument's sake that you're going to do 40% bonds, 60% stocks. Instead of putting all of that in your investment portfolio every month, so if you were investing $1,000 a month, normally you'd be putting $400 into buying bonds unless you were rebalancing or something. Well, instead of doing that, what you could do is put your $400 um, into your mortgage down payment and just pay down your mortgage with that because technically uh, your mortgage is a pretty solid stable asset. I mean, the real estate market can have some twists and turns, but for the most part, it is uh, basically the equivalent of a bond. You're paying interest on your mortgage and you're not making much interest on those bonds. You're making your dividends and stuff. So I thought that was a really, really reasonable way to think about it. And it's something that I would definitely consider that way you can keep investing in equities and your um, basically your risk allocation stays the same because you're putting your fixed assets money into your fixed asset, which is your house and your equities are still uh, going into stocks. Um, so I thought that was a good way to, to think about it. And um, I hope that makes sense to all of you. If it doesn't, let me know. Um, but there is no wrong answer. The real answer is how much risk is in your life. And sometimes it's not always a mathematical question. Sometimes it's an emotional question. And in, for me personally, I like to have stability in my life. And it would really stress me out having a huge mortgage payment and worrying about like if my spouse lost their job or if I lost my job, like, can we, can we, can this household survive off one income? And I know what you're thinking. Well, Phil, just make sure you have a really huge emergency fund. You know, it's not the end of the world. You can always borrow against your house. You can have a huge emergency fund and I get it, but I just, it still stresses me out. So I just, I don't want to have a huge mortgage payment right now. We're renting, so that's not a problem, but Mm -hmm. you know, one day, um, we will, and my goal will be to save up as much money as possible, make sure our mortgage is as manageable as possible. Um, but yeah, I, but I like, I like that idea. And I think that I would definitely do that. I would currently my bonds portion of my portfolio is less than 20% because I have a defined benefit pension. So for my personal scenario, it wouldn't make as much of our of my portfolio as it would for the average person, maybe. 
But uh, like normally I'm shooting for about 15% fixed income bonds and stuff. So it would be a much smaller portion that I would be putting towards our mortgage. But if we did have a mortgage, I think that I would be going at it fairly hard. I think, you know, just because. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah. Okay. Going at it fairly hard. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's no wrong answer. And if, if I've learned anything is that you can read so many books and you can look at so many things and it really comes down to your personal situation. Like there is no right answer for everybody. It really matters uh, where you're at personally and what your job situation is, what your home situation is. And um, there's, no, there's no black and white answer on, on what you should or shouldn't do. You can't just read a blog on some financial blog or whatever or read a a money sense article and realize that that you have the answer that's right for you mm-hmm. sometimes you do but i think the best thing to do is collect as much information from as much sources and then apply it to your situation and um find someone in your life that is smart that you trust with money stuff and ask them and and you know give them all the real facts and be keep your mind open and ready for criticism and mm-hmm. ready for uh, someone to disagree with whatever you thought your answer was because um, you really have to take the ego out of the decision, you know, and weigh all the all the factors. So that's it. So if you have a question, feel free to send us an email, partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram. Uh, we post pictures of all the drinks and stuff, the charity of the month, all that stuff. And it's a fun way to interact. And what else? If you want, you can leave a review of the podcast on wherever it is that you're downloading us. You can just find us wherever podcasts are found. Uh, if you want to write a review on iTunes or whatever, that would be pretty cool. And that's it. If you have feedback or questions, shoot us an email, especially if you're from Calgary. <laughs> And that's it. See you on the next one. Save those pennies. Because we're going to talk about investing on the next episode. Yay!